What's up, Mike? What's going on, man? Not much, man. Thank you for coming, man. Of course, no problem. This is cool. Our first guest for the Funbox podcast on the YouTube channel, yeah. Mike Neff, everybody. Hello, YouTube. Yeah. Uh, he's been uh, in the area. We were filming out of Vermilion. I, I just should assume that everybody probably watching this is already from Vermilion or around the area. but Right. It's like, uh, who knows, you might have that random guy from Guam that's like, yeah. where's this at? <laughs> but um, that's true. We have Vermilion, Ohio, on the lake of Erie. And uh, I've known of you for a long, long time. Um, ever since I was in high school, 18 at least. At, at, yeah, at least 18. Wow. I saw you for the first time at the sandbar. Ah, yes. In the uh, morning, morning after, after band, yeah, the yeah. morning after band, yeah, we had some fun in that joint. That's yeah. where I cut my teeth, actually, in uh, the sandbar for band wise and everything. Right, it was pretty cool. Good owners had a lot of fun in that band. Had a lot of fun in that bar. <laughs> right, yeah, um, you had a pretty kick ass Les Paul, I think. Yeah, yeah. And uh, your mo- mother gave it to you or something? 93 Studio. Yeah, my mom bought it for me. It's my, my I'm just f- digging in these yeah, memories. It's my this favorite. random memory. <laughs> it's literally my favorite possession. Yeah? Yeah. That's, I love that guitar. I've wanted a Les Paul my whole life. I've been, you know, obviously the look, everything about him. You know, it's all Slash. Nice. Getting out, you know, on the videos. And when he threw that one off in November 8, and I, was, <laughs> I yeah. was like, no! Yeah, you always had this real full-bodied uh, voice for, like, um, a lot of like, country country has an alternative like 90s alternative and uh i loved it i'm so glad you're here and uh you know um if anything at some point we could jam if if i know anything about the song you're gonna play today i'll just play a harmonica along with it or something who knows what i'll do <laughs> but or tambourine on the side of my leg or something there you go but uh yeah um but a little bit about you you uh are you in any bands right now no i give just up, doing I give solo up life yeah solo yes yeah that's the same with same with me it's too it's too much well mine was i hurt my hip real bad well i re-injured my hip i hurt it the first time in the service in the army and then when i got home i uh slipped on a fabric softener on some hardwood floors Ooh. and did the splits and dislocated my hip and then when i rolled over it relocated and really messed everything up tore my labrum i tore everything in my hip Jeez. So i've been dealing with that for like five years still dealing with it yeah still i'm just now getting to where i can walk without a cane so wow well yeah man good luck man and nobody wants to see a guy sitting on stage when everybody else in the band is jumping up and <laughs> jumping down up and, and down yeah. sweating and rocking yeah, yeah. no I, I didn't want to be like that so i was like i don't know you could uh, i mean who's that one guy that blues guy john popper pop well <laughs> <laughs> john Popper. he looks like him he's from the area Oh, Colin. Colin, yeah. Yeah, but he's so, a harmonica player. There's, there's a little bit of, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Like, there's, you get a little more leeway when you're playing harmonica. True. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just didn't want to be that guy sitting on stage that can't get into it like everybody else. You know right. what I mean? Understandable. Yeah. Me, I'm just lazy, and being in a band is too much work. <laughs> it is a lot of work. And you don't, you know, honestly, I get paid three times more than I did doing solo work than I did as a band. 
Yeah. And don't have to put up with any of the frustrations of dealing with other personalities. It's like, I don't want to play that song tonight. Okay. That's very true. Nobody yelling at you. You didn't play that song. <laughs> That's very true. Uh, I don't play as prolific as I used to solo even. Um, I noticed, actually. Um, it's just work uh, and then this and just hobbies. and. Now I get it, man. The weekends in, end up starting to become so... You, you so um you cherish them so much more the older you get and uh that's a fact and you're you know i don't have any children so i mean who knows i might have a fire sparked up my ass again and i start booking all these gigs again and yeah playing during the week even after work and that those weekday gigs ugh. but you know i'm not a big weekday gig fan person either i'm not yeah no. it's a first world problem it totally is it's a good problem to have, though. Yeah, that's my, where my socialist, I, socialism of, my idea of socialism comes in, that, that 40 hours a week, that mandated 40 hours a week, I'm like, yes, I like that. I like that idea. I, I, do, I mean, that's what kind of like what draws me to being a musician, honestly, is I like helping people forget those 40 hours. Like, when you come see me on a Friday or Saturday, I want to take your mind off of that, and let's, yeah, let's, yeah. let's have a party and, you know, see what happens. It's a good thing. Uh, such a good thing to have that. At the same time, when I come back into work on a Monday, like say you do a really awesome gig and there's like a packed house and you jammed and you were like, "Woo!" You were like, you f- "It was just the high from that." <laughs> and then you're like up here, and then you go back to work and they they hack away at your core of your inner being. Well, <laughs> see, that's where that's where being a Browns fan helps because that Saturday yeah, night high, yeah. you watch the Browns on Sunday and you're yeah. all pissed. I mean, like, you screw it. Bring yeah. on Monday. Let's get to work. Yeah, it gets you uh, ready for the regular grind for a, a Northern Ohio boy. Like, uh, but yeah, you go into work. It, it, it's just right back. Hey, Rob, I need you to do this. Blah blah blah. Nobody cares that you just shredded and right. like lit people on fire the night before or something. You no, know, you're absolutely right. It's it's a thankless it's a thankless job sometimes. Yeah. But uh, it, it is. It's fun though in those moments, and oh, yeah. they could last a long time. I remember doing a when I was younger. It's like I'm still chasing this dragon. Um, it was a Peabody show I did with my band, and we did a battle of the bands, and it was so many people. I was able to kind of like lay into the crowd and them carry me for a little bit. Oh, nice! And uh, it was just like woo woo. We brought all our friends from school and all our friends from That's everywhere, awesome. and they were like woo woo. You know, it was all original music, just hard rock, you know. That's even better. And uh, people singing our words and, you know, it, it, we got, it was a, uh, the finals, like a, like a finals round at the Peabody's Battle of the Bands and this other band won. But at the same time, it was just insane. We were like second place. Yeah, that's cool though, man. I, that's the one thing I haven't experienced yet when it comes to music is people singing my words. Yeah, and that's what it was because I've had a lot of gigs where I played cover shows that were like, you know, as equally as, you know, at Black River Landing and or something mm-hmm. like that and with Mr. Show playing, uh, you know, cover songs. And that was really fun. I have a picture of me with Moondog from Cavs up there. Oh, yeah. I see that was that. a pretty cool show. But uh, it didn't compare to that one gig where it's like all of my own music, my friends, you know, just us stupid stoner kids, you know, making songs and then having that many people show up in Cleveland, you know. Yeah, that's, like, that's awesome. Like nothing compares. So I'm like, 
that happened when I was uh, 22. <laughs> so it's kind of like hey, chasing that dragon ever since. There's nothing wrong with that. I, 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 I admire you for that. That's awesome. I'm working on my first album. Yeah. Working on it. I got a bunch. I got like three 75% songs yeah. <laughs> down. Well, you got a lot of history for just <laughs> i i guess it's a good and a bad thing like my first record sucks i don't even want anybody to hear it <laughs> and it's a but it's like a, a full band and i guess i would have people hear it just to like yeah that was me and i wondered why i couldn't get a girlfriend and if you heard this you're like oh my god it's that like 2000s like new metal like angst like emo but it's not emo it's kind of it's super emo, but it's like woe is me. Like I'm in a dark. Spot. I'll be honest with you, I might have heard it because yeah. my ex fiance <laughs> was a friend of your band. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. And she played me a lot of your stuff. We used to listen to it in the, in okay. the car. And I was like, Rob did this, and they're like, Yeah, that's Rob's band. I was like, That's actually really good. <laughs> I was. I, I listen to it now though, and I, you know, after so long, I had to like put it. Like I forgot, I had to get more better digital copies of it. And so, and I listened to it. And I'm like, Man, no wonder I couldn't get laid. Nah, dude, we come from a talented area, though. We're we're very musician rich here in Vermillion. We're kind of lucky in that regards. Like, yeah, it is. It is very rich. I heard some dude talking about the water and the way the water flows on the lake, and the reason it gave all this weird like reasoning behind it. I'm like, awesome, dude. I'll be honest with you. I think a lot of it had to do with the the, the attention that was paid to the musical parts in school. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I had Mrs. Nah, Mrs. Strict. You know, or you know, all the not all the teachers i had then mr williams or dr williams i guess now but i mean that yeah, this is the beginning for me right yeah here. marching band that's awesome yeah marching band uh or just wind ensemble or um jazz i was in mr price like forced me into or, jazz band mr price yeah he was awesome in music class like i he's one of the reasons i wanted to do a lot of the stuff he was telling stories about woodstock and i was like you were at woodstock and he's like yeah i was there and i was like you know and you look at him he's wearing a tie he's a teacher right. you don't realize that that dude was now you're an adult. Like that dude was out drinking beer and you know doing stuff. And have you seen that documentary concerts? on Netflix yet? No, that Woodstock documentary. I have not. It's awesome. I have to check it, it out. It Gives a whole different. I forget what it's called. It's on Netflix. The documentary. It's the Woodstock documentary. It doesn't really cover the bands that were playing. It covers the the the, um, the culture that was created uh, that was being created. That kind of like people magneted towards this festival. Oh, that's cool. And it, it's so much footage that you never seen before. It's it, when you watch it, you're like, "Wow, it's, it's like it happened yesterday." And yeah. I'm like, "It's way before my time." Like, well, I got 13 years, 15 years before my time, but yeah, um, it's it's ama- it's amazing how it's just like the the footage they got. And I'm like, "Man, I've seen this at Nelson's Ledges. This is the same. It's like same type of people. The only thing different back then is like they ain't no fat people at all." I'm like, "What's no. going on, man?" What were they eating back then? They weren't eating. Or they just weren't eating. eating. <laughs> no, they were. They just, everything they ate was raised in gardens, not laboratories. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like chickens with eight legs and eight right. wings. and weird, weird fucking. This is a different world, man. Yeah, man. Commercialism took over. Capitalism is one. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, but yeah, we were talking about Vermilion High School or from Vermilion High School. Yep. Class of 95 for me. What class were you? Uh, 2002. Oh, nice. In two, yes. My brother was 2000. Okay. So I'm technically a millennial. Oh. I really right. am technical. By, what by, am I? But I think you're an ex-Jenner. I'm X? Oh, yeah. Sweet. But um, I, I've noticed that Gen Xs have, they're not, they're very diverse and they, they're like the, um, 
they're very uh they're not they don't fall into like these cliques of like or like political cliques or anything they're very uh independently their mind is super independent on that, why they yeah I'm, I'm, why that they definitely believe fits in things me. like that and uh <clears throat> when now because the media with millennials it seems people want to identify with things like this is i'm this way because of this and this is why i feel the way i do and blah 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 but i've noticed ex-geners are like either like they have a middle finger for anything and it's like yeah because of this and it's like because of this like they'll fuck everybody fuck the fuck trump fuck hillary fuck you know i just like what makes sense yeah pretty much and uh (laughs) yeah ex-gens i seem to get along with ex-geners a lot and I hate the lump X gens in a category like they're all like some kind of encompassing. No, that's all good. You got some type, type of you person. Have to. I mean, you know, just to help describe a certain. Yeah, it's like the, generation the framework. Yeah. Any kind of conversation with like or define something, but uh, yeah, and like boomers. I mean, there's great boomers. I mean, my mom's a boomer. Every, I love boomers. They raised us, you know. Yeah. And uh, but a lot of them suck really bad. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it depends, man. But then again, it's like a lot of the boomers got hip to the technology. I see a lot of X-Gens that don't know the technology too much because they didn't have their they didn't have the technology when they were growing up because their parents didn't have it. Boomers, we started getting it, and the boomers had to some of the boomers had to train us with it, like they or they learned it along with their kids because their kids had to do it in school and shit. Right? Yeah. No, you're right. I remember taking a typing class in high school, you know, on a keyboard, and I'm like, wow, we got computers. That's cool. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I had a Commodore back in the day for my Aunt Vicky. She gave me one, and it blew up when I tried to print something. And, like, literally caught fire. Yeah, they're like, man. Yeah, man. Like, yeah, tech, it's, come, it's come a long way, man. Yeah, we had uh, Lorraine schools when I was a kid. Was uh, They had I, – I, I went to Vermilion in sixth grade, but before that, they were already, like, way more advanced than the kids here. They uh, had real hands-on – type stuff in the rain uh with a computer art science oh, and uh cool. music and uh they started music in fifth grade in vermilion it was sixth grade yeah i remember and uh i was already so i like boom shot me up the first chair immediately because <laughs> i had a year on everybody already i remember the tryouts still to this day when they came to i went to lake school and they came up and they're like all right try these instruments and i the only one i could make to make any noise is a trombone and I'm like, I don't want this stupid trombone. I want to play sax. And they're like, Well, you you couldn't. I was like, <laughs> You couldn't, couldn't make it. You, you couldn't make it. You tried it one time. Yeah. And they're like, Well, you really couldn't make it do anything. And I'm like, yeah. And I told them that I'm like, I literally just tried this for the first time ever. I've never seen a reed, a yeah. saxophone. I was like, I love the way they sound. I want to do that. And they're like, No, you're more suited for the trombone. And I was right. like, Okay, I don't want anything then. Right. <laughs> that was yeah. the end of it. I wanted the drums. Oh, I never. Yeah, they didn't bring drums that day, or I might have stuck around for the marching band. And it was just too much. It, it's, it's a lot of money, and my mom. It's just a lot of noise, and and it, this was kind of like, eh, whatever, or whatever. Yeah. But I'm glad I kind of got it because it was a. Uh, it's a. It is a. It's kind of like the lead guitar riff of the marching band or something. It's like uh, the trumpet's like the voice, like the melody, like da 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 da. da you know, like mm-hmm. the singing, like the front man. And then the trombone ends up leading the parade with like the riff, like bump, ba-da-da, ba-da-da, like the rhythm guitarist, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like the rhythm guitar player, right? Right. Or like, uh, and that's pretty kind of like, guess defines me. I'm like any mu- instrument that I get, I don't really 
perfected. It's just a means to an end just to get that riff out. And then, I get like, it. boom, all right, song's done, right? Gotta make some words to it now. Is that how you do your process? I'm a words first guy. Oh, um, yeah. It's hard to do words first for me because uh, I need, like, the... I need the field the to melody. walk the yeah and the or I need the the music to walk the field the music the foundation so I can figure out what the words would be because if it's like if because it's like if the song was like oh baby I want you back I feel so sad when you're not with me and the music is like da da do bam down down I guess it could work but you, but you know what I mean like if it sounds real somber and real and the song. Well, I guess that's art anyway. It doesn't matter really at that point. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's just everyone's got their own process. Yeah. I, I just know. find it interesting. I really don't know. There's no wrong way to eat a Reese's. Set, <laughs> says the guy that never shoved them up their ass. Right. Well, I was, I've been watching a lot on songwriters the last couple of years. You know, just a lot of my favorite songwriters, guys that wrote for George Strait and like Chris Stapleton. Like, oh my God, the songs he's written. Yeah. Just, they're all over the board. They're not. You can't pigeonhole that guy. You know what I mean? He's not in the lane. He's everywhere. Yeah. And I, yeah. Just, I love it. I think it's so cool and creative. It's just it's I loved anybody that was able to do that where they could bust out a reggae tune and the next thing it's like a pop song or the next thing is a rock. Dude, I got to like, give you props on that, actually. You did. Uh, I, I, I went up to Old Prague to see you after one of my gigs, and the place was too packed to go sit down, so I sat in my car with the windows open all right, right next to the stage there where you couldn't see me and nothing. I listened to you jam out on Soul Shine. Oh, soul shine! Yeah, you did it with a reggae flair to it and everything. I was like, "That's pretty freaking cool, man." I, like I kind of everything I kind of do and it ends up going there because it's just the rhythm thing, and it's just I don't know. It just ends up going there to me. I, to me, I feel like it's just cheating and just to make it work. But it's like I love reggae. I love reggae music. I've played with a lot of people that can't play reggae, which was which is wild. It's it's uh, I'm one of them. It's really weird because it's like well, drummers specifically. It seems like some drummers want to go. Instead of the one and three, or like the, um, I really don't know the technicalities of the drumming of the reggae, the dub beat, you know, but mm-hmm. uh, the, I usually count it as a one and two rather than like like a kick on the one and the whatever. I, I usually say one, two, one, two. That's how I feel it. And uh, and drummers really don't know what to do with that, especially if you're rock, used to four, four rock. And like, you're right. The, and, and then they'll start playing along with me and it sounds polka. Turns into like polka, like doom, ding, doom, ding, ding, ding. They're I'm not like, far off from each other, though. In all right? honesty, but I, but the difference is, it's almost like you have to play music backwards or something. Yeah, or it's a, the beat backwards, so for it to fit right, like a reggae, like a. Well, it's hard for me. The singing and the doom, mm-hmm. like that, and singing is hard for me because I just paying too much attention to my guitar and not you know the vocal line and stuff, and it's sometimes hard for me to sync it all up. Right? Yeah. To me, I feel like it's the easiest, like almost cheating. It's like easy, like. Um, but then you end up having this Rastafarian accent on accent because even, um, you know, Sting would do that. He would have like, and he would like no, with right. the yeah. reggae. He would like have that weird accent when he's from England. You know, well, it's but hard it's to like, sing Two Little Birds even when you're doing it <laughs> yeah. without sounding like, like Bob Marley. You know? the birds! Right. Like, did I what? I just turned Rasta all of a sudden. Do I have dreads growing? But uh, yeah, it's that rhythm and just that feel. You feel it, and you know. Same thing with like a country song. I, if I sing a country song, I put a twang on. I don't even mean to. I'm just like that's, that's the one thing. That's why I do country is because it just fits me. It's like I was born to sing that stuff. It just comes out of my mouth right. It, you know what I mean? Like if it was up to me, I'd be doing Muddy Waters blues stuff. I, that's my favorite. Right. Hands down, I love the blues. Allman Brothers. 
I love it. I mean, I can't get enough of that stuff. Government Mule, Warren Haynes, Derek Trucks. I mean, oh, and nice. I just don't have the voice for it. I don't have that scrappy, yeah, craggly. People, uh, yeah, that's that's what I, man, I'm so jealous and envious of people that have this, this voice, the soulful, yeah, this soulful, sultry voice that, like, I could get the job done, but it's not gonna like just make people like you know i mean every now and then you could i could do i could make my mom cry but she's my mom you know oh my boy that's funny my, really did that song well my buddy joe he was in my band lead guitar player joe donahue he rips it up and uh he was like he's like no offense mike but he's like every time you sing one of these blues songs it sounds like garth brooks singing the blues hey. <laughs> and i'm like he's right but it, you know what i mean it's just that i'm trying he's an awesome singer i think he's like the top five paid like country artist or something i don't know oh yeah he's up there he's like he's not even on my list the top 10 yeah that's all i hear from a lot of country people that he's not he's he's kind of like shrink wrap like commercial country or something oh i mean i I wasn't gonna i'm saying my favorite voices all my favorite voices are my all-time favorite just got just got bumped to number two okay who's that oh yeah yeah He, he took the top spot Otis yeah. Redding was my favorite forever. Oh, okay. Is he considered country, Otis? No, Redding? no, no, no. None of my favorite. Oh, none of my favorite. I'm you. saying my favorite vocalist. Period. Oh, none of vocals. None of my gotcha. favorite vocalists are. I don't even. I bet you in the, the top ten, Vince Gill might be the only one in the top ten. Yeah. The rest of them are all black dudes from Motown. Yeah, it changes for me. I uh, different albums and singers like songs. So like, what's your favorite song? I'm like, that's a no, that's a yeah. big question. I don't. My favorite song doesn't even have vocals in it. I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I like that. Um, What's that? Uh, Santos and Johnny song, Sleep, uh, oh, Sleepwalking. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, it doesn't even need words. And I'm yeah. like, what the? F-? My favorite song, like all-time favorite, like every time I hear it, I still get goosebumps, is Stevie Ray Vaughan's version of Little Wing. Like it's in my will. Like they want, I want that played at my oh, funeral. Little Wing? Little Wing, yeah. His version, Stevie Ray's version of it. Okay. I don't there's, even know if I heard yeah, it. Yeah, there's no words in it or anything like that. He just jams on it. It's It's epic. So, it's my all-time favorite tune. Stevie's actually the reason I ever picked up a guitar, though, to be honest with you. Yeah? I never really cared about playing guitar. I just wanted to sing, and then I heard that song, and I was like, oh, people can do that with guitars? (laughs) Then I started paying attention to the world. Oh, there it is. Oh, yeah, I know this one. I'm bad with titles. A lot of times people will request a song. And I'll, I'll probably know it. I just don't know the title. I'm like, I don't know if I know that. And they look at me like I'm retarded, like I'm an alien. I'm like, what? And they're like, what do you mean it goes like this? But I'm like, that's what I get all the time. Oh. My they're like, that song that has these lyrics in it. And I'm like, every country song has that in it. <laughs> yeah. Did you say turn your radio up? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dirt Road, girl. Dirt what? Road. That's the bee's knees right there, buddy. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, I know this one. Yeah, I listen to this in complete silence when I listen to it and jam out of the house. I turn all the lights off, just turn it on 12 and let it roll. Yeah, uh, for copyright issues, I probably won't yeah. play the whole thing. But, yeah, that's uh, one of those things. Uh, yeah, there's no lyrics at all in that whole thing? He does, there, There's lyrics to Little Wing, yeah. but he doesn't, he doesn't sing do them in this now. It's just all him jamming for seven minutes. Yeah, so dynamic, man. Oh, yeah. It's a shame. He was the man. Um, nobody should be like they need. To, I'm surprised they still fly like <laughs> baseball teams and te- and NFL and NBA teams and like 
bands in the same plane together. <laughs> like, yeah. why would you do that? I'm surprised people still take helicopters. Right? Like, uh, Troy Gentry just died last year, the year before. Oh, from yeah. Montgomery Gentry. He just died in a helicopter crash going to a gig. Jeez. You know what I mean? I'm like, uh, out of all the dumb things in your life to die from, you don't, you know, you died from a, a guy clipping a telephone wire on a helicopter. Yeah. Wow. Man, how does that, you know, that sucks. Yeah, it does. That's what That'd kills, be the that's way I'd go. I'd go. I would think it would be cancer or a car wreck or like, you know, um, no, it would be like I went to, I don't know, I took a trip somewhere and like a poisonous toad landed on my neck. <laughs> Like out of nowhere, and there's not even poisonous toads around. Right, the one yeah. poisonous toad in Ohio yeah, that yeah. escaped or from some, the zoo. Yeah, that'd be that'd be my <laughs> luck. Or like, I, you know, honestly, I hope if I was to choose how I died, it would be spontaneous combustion. Because then, then it's like nobody could be like, oh, if only this or if only that. I'd be like, oh, he spontaneously combusted. It was his time. There you go. There, that's that's one way to for humans to all go. That'd be kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. it's like, just their time. Rob, you're starting to smoke. Well, you guys might want to back up. Yeah, I guess back it's up. Over. It's my time. See ya. I'll see y'all it's later. Been nice knowing you. Oh, I miss you, man. Right here. Hold my hat. <laughs> Poof. <laughs> like there's no cancer. There's no racks. Everybody's invisible. You could just you could run into a brick wall and you're fine. But spontaneously combust i'll probably get electrocuted at a gig playing in the rain or something stupid yeah that'll happen i've been electrocuted a few times it's on stages so i can see it happening again like he died doing what he loved but nobody says that about heroin addicts no. and they love that shit that's a fact that's a fact we had a bad epidemic with that shit here too that guy actually got my little brother yeah yeah my little brother passed from that wow man yeah dude it's uh but anyway, back to music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Epidemics. But yeah, uh, yeah, man. I mean, see how far we've been coming along here. We got time. What's the time? Wow, twenty six minutes. You want to two? You want to just play a song? I don't care. It's up to you, man. All right, we're gonna have Mike play a song. We we've been chatting for a little bit, and that was a good plan. I like that. I like that. I like it when it. When time just flies, like a good ten minutes flew by for like like nothing happened, so that's cool. Um, Mike Neff is gonna play a song for you guys and for me. And uh, do you have anything coming up? Any in the next in this year, next year, anything that's that you could see in the future that you want people to? Well, know? I'm definitely gonna have an album out next year, 2020 for sure. I'll have a, my first album. I'm working on it with Joe Hall. Cool. From uh, he's in a band called Twisted Halo. Okay. And uh, he's he's a really, he is the yin to my yang, if you will. Awesome. Like all the stuff I can't do, I don't do well. Like I'm not good at hooks. I'm good at lyrics, but I'm not good at the hook. Yeah. He's got that. He throws, he, he's, he gets those intro riffs. I'm not good at the intro riffs. And he's like, oh, what about this? And I'm like, oh, there it is. Right. So, awesome. you know, it's, it's pretty cool. So he's going to help me out a lot with that. And then my boys from Uncle Lumpy's Backyard Band are going to do all the music on the record. Okay, cool. Except for the pedal steel and uh, violin. i got to find a fiddle player. That's okay. My, that's the one thing I want. I'm doing, I'm not doing all country songs either. It's not, it's just, I'm just writing what I'm writing. You just want to make an album. Yeah, it's whatever's coming out is what it is. I'm not really labeling it as anything or, yeah. it's just what I'm feeling, what, you know, a lot of songs on there. I got a song about uh, being in the army, that type of thing. And then I got a song about my kid. And I got a song about uh, you know heartache, of course. Right. Yeah. We've there's all been through that. So. Yeah. There's so much we could get into. Uh, 
you know, obviously, yeah, you being in the army and everything, and um, but I definitely hear you play. So next time you're on, there's going to be plenty <laughs> more to talk about. This is I got to keep it short and sweet here because I have the worst internet ever and my upload speed sucks. It's all good. All right, YouTube. This is a Brooks and Dunn song, uh, Neon Moon. Sun goes down on my side of town. A lonesome feeling comes to my door. There's a rundown bar across a railroad track. Got a table for two way in the back where I sit alone. I spend most every night beneath the light of a neon moon. So if you lose your one and only, there's always room here for the lonely to watch your broken dreams dance in and out of the beams of a neon moon. Think of two young lovers running wild and free. Close my eyes and sometimes see you in the shadow, the smoke filled room. No telling how many tears I sat here and cried, or how many lies that I've lied, telling my poor heart she'll come back someday. But I'll be alright As long as there's light From the neon moon So if you lose your one and only There's always room here for the lonely To watch your broken dreams Dance in and out of the beams Of a neon moon Jukebox plays on Drink by drink Words of every sad song seem to say what I think is heard inside of me. Ain't never gonna end. Oh, but I'll be alright as long as there's light from a neon moon. So if you lose your one and only, there's always room here for the lonely. Watch your broken dreams dance in and out of the beams of a neon moon. Just watch your broken dreams dance in and out of the beams of a neon moon. Just watch your broken dreams dance in and out of the beams of a neon moon. Awesome, dude. Thanks a lot, man. Yeah, no problem, dude. That's a wrap for us today. That's going to try to get uploaded tomorrow. But thank you guys for watching. Mike Neff. That's right. Mike Neff Music on Facebook. You can find me at Neff Music 13. All right, good. Yeah, and then I'm playing um, this Friday at uh, Wayside Inn in Vermillion. 
eight thirty to eleven thirty. And what's that date? What's the date on that one? What is the date? Friday, eighteenth? Maybe That's I don't know. Question. I honestly don't know the date. Today's the sixteenth, right? Uh, probably. Yep, 16th, 17th, 18th. Yep, so the 18th, Wayside Inn in Vermilion, Ohio. All right, guys, peace out. See y'all later.